0: How are you all doing? Am I doing good? Amen. Open up your Bible to uh, Acts chapter 2. And we're going to talk today about the church that Jesus wants us to be. Amen, brother. You can just turn it down just a little bit, but go ahead, brother. Keep the attitude of worship here. I love that. Thank you. Acts chapter 2 talks about what the apostles did and the disciples when Jesus first left uh, to go to heaven, how their church was, what it was like to go to church. Wouldn't it have been awesome to go to church with Peter? Amen. Wouldn't that have been cool? Wouldn't it have been cool to go to church, you know, with John? Imagine John, guys. John was probably around 16 years old when he met Jesus. Three years later, Jesus Crucified, buried, and rose again from the dead. And now he's about what? 19, 20. And dude, he's like raising the dead. They're praying for sick people and they're getting healed. Imagine hanging around with the 21-year-old that's getting people out of wheelchairs. That's what it was like to be around John. You know? Peter was this kind of like this rough and tough fisherman, you know, and now he's getting rocked by God. Now The disciples of the disciples had to make a choice. They could say that the disciples were lying to them. They were fanatics, which would be kind of hard to do because the power of God was so strong in their midst, as even we're seeing here, but, you know, times a hundred. People had a choice. They could say, these guys are just crazy, or they could just get in it. And I know some of you, You're seeing us disciples do things for God, and it's kind of like, I don't know, this is kind of crazy, but you're seeing the power. You're seeing people healed. You're seeing people delivered, and you know that it's just the beginning, and now you have a choice. What do you want to do? Well, I want you to turn with me to Acts 2.42, and I want you to see what the disciples of the disciples did. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship of to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Now let's just stop right there and let's just think about this. First of all, what is a disciple? A follower of Christ, right? It's not just somebody who talks about Jesus or says they believe in Jesus. But it's someone who lives like Jesus. Everybody say a disciple lives like Jesus. Amen. And so it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. Well, who were they? They we're in Acts chapter 2. Look at verse 40. It says, With many other words he warned them and he pleaded with them. This is Peter talking to them. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So who is they? They are the 3,000 people that started the early church. So here you have Peter... And the rest of the guys preaching and teaching, and that one day, bam, 3,000 people get saved. What do these guys do now? The first things they do, the first thing they do is begin to devote themselves to the apostles' teaching. What I want to talk to you today is the old church in the new church. I want to say that again. The old church in the new church. See, we are a new church, Right? This is a new ministry. This ministry is only about two and a half months old. But we want the old church of 2,000 years ago, the original church, to be in this new church. Are you with me? What you actually see a lot of new churches doing is making up a different gospel, making up a different message. They're doing things totally different than the way that Jesus and the apostles did it. What we want to do and I have the great opportunity to do this with you because you're young adults and you can give the rest of your life to this. What we want to do is have a new church that does it like how the old church did it. I'm going to say that again. I want to see if somebody's going to get excited with me. We want to have a new church that does it like how the old church used to do it. Look at what it says. They devote themselves to the apostles' teaching. That means they listen to what the apostles had to say. Number two, they devoted themselves to fellowship, to the breaking of bread. That means they began to eat and share meals together. That's why we have a cafe here. And to prayer. How many like to pray? How many think it's pretty cool and prayer is more than just a one-way conversation and Jesus actually starts talking back to you? Isn't that awesome? Amen. And now look, verse 43. Everyone was filled with awe. Aren't you starting to just be awestruck by God? Aren't you starting to see some things that just take your breath away? And many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. We're already seeing that. And we want to see more of that. Well, that's the old church. That's the first church. That's the way they did it. That's how we want to do it. Then look at it. it says right here in verse 44, All the believers were together and had everything in common. That means they began to share with one another. So if someone had a car, and another person didn't, and they didn't have a ride to church, the one that had a car would take them. Maybe they would put them in their little carriage or something, horse and carriage, you know. You can ride on my donkey with me. I don't know how they did it, but it says they shared everything. Ladies, you know, some of you don't have a washer and machine and dryer like my wife and I don't. Our apartment, we're still waiting on it. How many are in a place in an apartment where they're still waiting on something? Anybody? Okay, then pray for me. Still waiting on a whole bunch of stuff like our fence and washer and dryer. But guess what? They would let other people use their washer and dryer. So I'll be talking to you guys after service. Amen. Come on, think about that. That's what they used to do. Hey, you have something that that could bless somebody else. Give it to them. Let them use it. Then it says in verse 45, it says, Selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone that's had need. So that means they loved to give to those that had need. They met everybody's need in their congregation. Now that doesn't mean that they went out and tried to feed the whole world. It just meant that the people that were committed to the fellowship, in the verse before, the people that were committed to the apostles' teaching, the people that were committed to prayer, they began to meet those people's needs. In Mozambique, with our African missionaries, they meet the needs of all those that come and join their orphanage. Anyone that joins, it can be, have their need met. You actually read about in the New Testament that they ended up having a widow lists, And these were for women that lost their husbands either through death or just the husbands left them and tried to go with another woman. You know, things haven't changed too much. Come on, somebody. And these women had need. They actually would put them on a list. And they said, let's take care of these women. But they have to be good women. They have to be women that, that are going to really appreciate what we give them. In Mozambique, they have a widow list. Because their husbands have died of war, have died of AIDS. In Tisa and Jean's ministry, they have widow lists. And these women that have no way to make money in their culture in Africa, they begin to put their names on these lists. And they say, if you come to prayer, if you show up and help us raise the other children in the orphanage, we'll begin to take care of your needs. Every time you give to Africa, that's what you're doing. Are you all listening? When we have young people come to our youth service, we take care of their needs. I want you to look at what it says right there. It says, every day, verse 46, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Was it say they did? It says they broke bread in each other's homes. That means we should be inviting each other over for some acapullas. You know? We should be inviting each other over for some pizza, because that's what you'll have when you come to my house. <laughs> Nine, Nine times out of ten, it's like, hey, we're just ordering. Okay, this is it. Now, isn't that fun? We eat together. We live together. That's what they did. Some of you spent the night at our house this week over the mission trip. And it says they ate together, look at this, with glad and sincere hearts. That means the people loved one another. They loved eating together. They were praising God. And look what else. They were enjoying the favor of all the people. That means even people around them looked at them and said, Man, I want to help you out. I want to be a part of this in some way. And I want to be involved in this. We were going to uh, Humble Park yesterday. And, you know, that's like probably one of the biggest days. It's not the biggest days there. It's the day of the parade. And they definitely shut down the road going south on California. And we have, you know, four uh, truckloads of stuff that we have to drop off right there. And those of you who know who had to park, you know, it's like a 40-minute walk from where you were. And uh, everybody's acting crazy. And these uh, traffic guys are just, you know, telling people, go, don't even stop, you know, because they don't want anything going down. And so in our truck, we have the biggest stuff. And, and all the stuff there, on the sound system. And I stop, and I'm like trying to tell a guy, can I go? And he's yelling, and he's yelling at me, and I start yelling back at him. And uh, it didn't get me anywhere. And so I pull over by the fire hydrant, and I get out, and then he calls the police. <laughs> and then the police come, and they're just like, man, we can't do nothing for you. you got to get your truck moving. We're not going to let you pull in here. You don't have a pass, etc., etc." I was telling them everything. And then I just sat in the truck, and then, Within a few moments, I got a knock on the window. He said, man, I'm going to let you in. He says, man, I'm going to let you guys in. I see you guys want to give away stuff. What happened there? What changed between us and everybody else that would love to have pulled in there? What changed between us, uh, the first conversation and the next conversation? It was favor. Everybody say favor. You see, God spoke to his heart. When I separated from him, he was still hearing the voice inside saying, let them in, let them in. And that was God. The Bible says that right there, that they had the favor of all people. You see, what God is wanting to do in the new church is what He did in the old church. And look what happened. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, if we can do this, we can change the world. And we can see right now what, this, what, what they saw. We can do it. Here's the blueprint. You know, those of you that like to cook, you have recipes, you follow this recipe, you get, you know, this type of food. Here it is, bada bing, bada boom, right there. That's that simple, right? Those of you that have uh, careers where you're putting things together, we have electricians here, you know, you follow these wires, you do all this, lights turn on. There it is. Here's the plan. If we want people to be saved daily, if we want to see lives changed, if we want to see miraculous signs and wonders, we got to get together and start fellowshipping. we got to start breaking bread together. we got to be committed to prayer. We need to start praying for signs and wonders. We need to start listening to the apostles' teaching. We need to share the things that we have and not be greedy. We need to go to the temple, the church, and meet together as often as we can. We need to share time together in each other's homes. We need to praise God together. You can get excited at any time. And we need to ask the Lord to save souls daily. That's the church. Now what type of church do you want this to be? Remember, a church is not a building. This is the building where the church meets. Point to the church, somebody. There you go. This is the church. It's people. We need to do this. Now, Crossover Ministry, we have an awesome awesome opportunity because most of you have not been a part of the church very long any church for that matter most of you this is the first church you've really been a part of how many of you is this the first church you've ever really been a leader in the first church you've ever been a leader in raise your hand come on amen look around amen all these hands going up this is the first church that you've ever do it again I want to see all the my guys raise their hand come on Jared you've been a leader in a church before All right, you've been a leader in a church before? Okay, so why don't we just listen to what I'm asking to do. Raise your hands. Come on, baby. You've been a leader in a church before? No? Have you been a leader in a church before, Dahlia? You have? Okay, then just those of you, raise your hand. Come on. Matter of fact, stand up. Stand up. Come on. You've been a leader in a church before you at Metro Praise? Amen. I want to make sure I know who I'm talking to here. Amen. You were a leader before Hector? No, then why don't you stand up, brother? Amen. Look at this right here. Each one of you, I'm talking to you right now. What about you, Kathy? Were you a leader over there? No, then why don't you stand up? You might be saying, I'm not a leader here. Well, we're working on you. Amen. We're getting to you. Look at this. Okay. Each one of you have the opportunity to make this place... Something that Jesus said he wanted it to be Each one of you have the opportunity To never get hung up in tradition of men What was the number one rebuke That Jesus kept giving to the Jews You take the traditions of men And you replace them uh, You replace them for the commands of God Amen Now you guys sit down If If you're a leader at another church Stand up you guys From Family Christian Center, amen? Amen. Are you a leader at your church? You don't have to be a leader to be an usher? Why don't you just stand up because you're an usher then, amen? I'm sorry that they don't consider you a leader, (laughs) but we will, okay? (laughs) Sorry, brother. Amen. Gentlemen, ladies, here is your opportunity. To be a part of your church, wherever that church is, we man, we loved hanging out with you guys, man. That was so much fun, man. The brother that gave his testimony, does he have a position in the church? Is he an elder like your dad? Amen. I just love their hearts, man. Did they enjoy getting out there? Amen. We just need to do that more. I enjoyed meeting with your father. He's a great man. I love him. I, I just want to be his friend. And hanging out with you, man, and your family, and I'm just going to get to meet you a little bit more, brother amen and you know we go way back each one of you can make a decision in your church to help the pastor there do this now i may not know each one of your pastors but you think this is kind of sort of what they want to do (laughs) come on do you think they're going to get upset with you if you say pastor i just want to devote myself to prayer every day you think you get upset the pastor okay you think the pastor would get upset if you said look i want to start praying for signs and wonders and miracles if you do it at your church we do it here at this church and we come together the city will see that listen come on it says right here the city will see that all believers were together and had everything in common that us in salem were the same church because remember church is not a building And this is the vision of the church, right? So Salem and Metro Praise, same church. Salvation Army, Family Christian Center, Belmont. Help me pronounce the name of your church. Southside Arabic. Okay, I didn't know if they had an Arabic name. What's the name of your church? New Community. Amen. Is that that with an Asian pastor? Michelle Lance goes there. Okay, amen. I've heard that church. Good things, good things. And uh, what's the name of your church in Indianapolis? Amen. We all are one church, all believers in common. Can we all stand up together now? Jesus, before we go in fellowship, we're going to break in small groups in just a moment. So don't be in a hurry today. Let's just close our eyes. Let's just ask the Lord to make us members of that church. Let's just ask the Lord that we will apply ourselves to be a part of that church. Jesus, right now, Lord, I pray you raise up good members. A member only means you belong to it. You don't have to be on a membership role, just be a part of it. Come on, come on. I think some of you just need to pray for your church. I know everybody needs to pray for Metro Praise that's part of this church, so come on. Don't let your pastor think that you don't love this church. I need to hear somebody praying. This is not a library. Come on, just talk to the Lord. Come on, Adam, represent Salem. Come on, just pray for your church. Pray that you will add to the church daily. Ask the Lord to use you to win souls. Some of you may feel like, well, I don't have a lot of friends at my church. Well, you need to start being the friend. If you feel that way here, you need to go after relationships. Don't just wait for people to come shake your hand. You go up and shake their hand. You may be the stronger person. Come on lord make your church holy and lord let us do what they did let us do what they did jesus 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 oh god be with our churches where the people meet together and raise up god a generation that wants to go after you raise up a generation that doesn't want tradition raise up a generation that doesn't just want to talk about it. Come on, Jesus. Raise us up. Come on, raise us up. Jesus. Jesus. Let me just pause the prayer time.